Hi, I'm Maddie Hockaday, also known as the Anne of this relationship. And I'm Holly, the Leslie. We love Parks and Rec. We love behind the scenes. And we love each other. This is literally the best Parks and Recreation rewatch show. We're your park pals. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are, you guys. Beauty pageant. Yes. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you may be listening to this. Good weekend. Yes. Yes. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, okay. Beauty pageant. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm just like going to get right into it. I don't have a ton of recap. Uh, Actually, I don't have any recaps. Um, So I don't know if you guys have questions about them, then okay, great. But you know, which by the way, you guys, you can always do that. Just FYI. You know what I mean? You can always ask questions uh, after something has aired. But Anyway, okay, so beauty pageant, I have to say, this one like kind of hurts my heart a little bit just because of how realistic it is. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a tough one for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really hard. Um, but anyway, it's it's it, it's a really good reminder, though. But okay, mm-hmm. let's get started. So first of all, it was written by Kate DePold or Katie DePold, rather. Yes. Uh, and she's been with Parks and Rec for a while, actually, primarily as a story editor of 11 episodes. She also wrote something called Bowling for Votes and Meet and Greet, which I am not super familiar with. Are you at all? I have never heard those words in my life together okay same (laughs) okay great uh she also worked on uh the heat that movie that we've talked about consistently so i guess that movie has a lot to do with you know the people that work on the crew here uh and then paul feig did that as well right what's one did paul feig do heat as well yes yes i believe so Uh uh-huh yeah, and she's also from UCB, so I'm sure that she has some connection there. Heck yeah. Um, she also plays a character named Mindy. I did have to do a deep dive to find out who that was in Parks and Rec. She's actually the one who, in later seasons, is the one that's deathly afraid of animals, um, but the therapist, Dick, uh, <gasps> Dr. Richard Nygaard, told her to face her fears when they're yes. hiring for the animal control. <laughs> yes. She's like, please don't give me this job. <laughs> that's amazing. Good. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so, so that's her. Love it. Um, and then it was directed by Jason Walliner, I'm going to say. Maybe Walliner. I'm not really sure. I'm so sorry. He also directed Freddy Spaghetti and Man of the Year. Um, but also something that's really cool um, is that he directed and co-created the MTV show Human Giant that I talked about a while ago, which was like a sketch show with Aziz Ansari and the, kablo- the Kabloom, Kablam guy or whatever in Parks right, right, right. and Rec. His name's Paul Shear. And then um, Holly's boyfriend was also in that from the office slash rent a tent tent guy <laughs> named Rob Hubel. Um, and this director, Jason Wolliner, also worked on Borat. Uh, but the thing that I noticed w- was uh, The Last Man on Earth, which is that show with Will Forte, which I love. I think it's such a good show. It's on Hulu. You guys should totally watch it if you haven't already. I haven't seen it, but I, I do enjoy Will Forte from his SNL years. So mm-hmm. um, oh, and, it's so good. And he did direct um, a little bit of SNL. And okay. um, new girl. And then fun little quirky fact. He was like bratty kid number one or something in Weekend of Bernie's. What? That's wild. Yeah. That's Who what I found. It? He also directed Aziz's special. Um, yes, I saw that. I and I think he also one. worked with Patton Oswalt as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you. Yeah. Yeah. We um, love. That's awesome. I had one more thing. Another thing about Katie as well. Um, she it looks like she's written some episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. And then um, along with The Heat, she also worked on um, Spy and Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. the woman version. So she's done a lot with Melissa McCarthy. So yeah, she's a big. That's awesome. Yeah. So. That's so cool. 
Well, that's all I have on that. Um, Samesies. And I literally, I would like you to know that as I've started taking notes, I literally write in all caps after my notes on the writer and director summary so that I don't forget Yay. and then I give you your time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Because it's very worth it and I hate when I accidentally skip over it because oh. I get so excited. So I need to remind myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely understand it though. Um, but I am ready for the summary if you are. Yes, I am. Let's do it. All right. Beautiful. So. Okay. Summary. Here we go. With Ron still out of the office due to his hernia, Leslie heads out to judge the Miss Pawnee beauty pageant. In the Tom Slees fashion, Tom reaches out to his connections to get himself on the panel as well. Uncharacteristically, April joins the pageant as a contestant for the prize money. Anne and Mark have the weirdest second date um, ever with shower fixing, pasta, and of course, Andy. <laughs> yes, I love that. Yes. I liked all the stories, like the B stories in this one too. Yeah, I agree. I, I enjoyed that as well. And I'm excited to kind of talk about this this Mark and Andy dynamic situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, this was the only episode where Ron is not in it uh, because he's recovering from his hernia operation. And I don't know if this was intentional on Nick Offerman's part, like what if he was doing something or what, but uh, yeah, he's not in it. I was going to ask you if you knew what was going on with that. Um because yeah, he wasn't I researched there. it, but I couldn't find anything. Yeah, huh. And you're saying so. it's the literally the only episode we have that he's not in. Yeah, yeah, so far. And I believe in the whole series that he doesn't even make an appearance. But, um, you know, I'll keep you posted on that. But as far as I know, at least up to this point, this is the only episode that he's not in at all. That's awesome. Yeah. Because I'm saying that because I like that he's in every other episode. <laughs> I know, me too. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Um, I really like Leslie's outfit in this cold open. I think it seems way more than Leslie, like way more Leslie than we've ever seen so mm-hmm. far. Because it's that pink shirt with the like yeah. cross stitch blazer. I love that outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, it's one too. of the first Leslie outfits where I'm like, I would wear that. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Definitely. I'd also totally do this, um, drink wine and then order everyone flowers. Yes. <laughs> in the cold open. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because I like, I feel like people are probably watching this episode either before or after um, listening to this. And they're like, everybody's chipping in $90 for flowers. You guys, flowers are so expensive. It's they ridiculous. Like, I did not think about it, but like when I go to buy flowers or um, when I watch those wedding shows and they're like, we spent $500 mm-hmm. on the flowers. I was like, flowers? Are you serious? But yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can understand the $90, but I love that she's asking them to pitch in to buy their own flowers. I know. I was thinking that too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh and my poor God. Jerry. She's like, yeah, we, I don't know if I got you some. We're going to have to wait. <laughs> I know. I'm waiting for him to have more lines. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember like how far we have to wait to get some more Jerry Donna lines. Yeah, I don't know. So, I think definitely by season three we get there, but I don't know how far into season two it takes. So we'll, yeah, we'll see. I agree. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure. I know that in the the um, Venezuelan episode with Fran Armisen, where we get mm-hmm. a little bit more from Donna, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I d- so I don't true. think that's still full Donna. You know, like the amount of lines she gets and whatnot. So. I'm excited right. to see that that grow. Me too. Me too. Um, I have that Tom discusses his favorite strip clubs, talent and poise. And then he says the glitter factory is disgusting. And I'm pretty positive that we go there in later episodes. So. <laughs> yes. And I also love, love these names. Oh, my God. And it me gets too. better as we go. But like, yeah, where do they get these? Love, love the names. Um, I love the way 
right? April brings up this great point to um, Leslie. She's like, like, I would never think that you would be someone who is into beauty pageants. Mm-hmm. And Leslie, it, like, lays it out so nicely. Like, this is the person that's going to kind of represent what a woman should be like in Pawnee. Mm-hmm. You know, which is really cool because I think... I think we should look at all beauty pageants like that if that's what it's going to be. Like if you're going to be a beauty queen, like setting an example for the young girls in your community and whatnot, I think that's a great thing to do. But I think so many people have viewed it in a different way. Yeah. Well, I think the name itself, beauty pageant, is like it needs a rebrand. You know what I mean? Like beauty pageant, it should be like lady pageant or like, I don't know, brain pageant. Woman of the year, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. I think that it, yeah. I, I had that in my notes too, though, where I was so happy with how serious Leslie is taking all of this and how important it is to her to find a woman that represents Pawnee the way that, you know, uh, she wants people to feel and uh, look up to, you know? Yeah, for sure. But anyway, so um, now I have where Leslie is uh, sitting at her desk and she's confused about April being nice to her. Yep. I love the way that Leslie played that. Um, hey. And then she just has like sugar on her desk. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and I was like those. OK, so I'm a big sugar person. I feel like, Holly, you know, this living with me and the amount of times we got frozen mm-hmm. yogurt. I and me too. love sugar. But those like Frappuccino type drinks like already are so sugary for me. Like I feel like maxed out on my sugar intake when I when I mm-hmm. have one of those. And then you look at the extra whipped cream she has, which I'm all for, but then she's adding sugar in top on top of it. I was like, Leslie, I don't know how you don't have diabetes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I always think about that. I'm like, how are you not like eight hundred thousand pounds with diabetes? Right. <laughs> this is an amazing amount of sugar that you are intaking right now. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Also, side note, I, uh, at my office, we, uh, it's really wonderful. We're spoiled because in our office, we go grocery shopping and like stock the pantry or like our the break room thing. And um, they asked me what, like they go around, they're really nice. And they ask like what everybody wants. And I said, um, can we get whipped cream? Actually, this is the first time I've ever asked for it. And then I put it on my coffee because I was like, inspired obviously uh and i also do that at home but i never thought about like just getting it for for work and then i did it in front of some other people and then like some of my coworkers have come up to me and be like oh my god whipped cream on coffee is my new favorite thing and i'm like right it's amazing <laughs> that's so cool that you do that i love that yeah it's really nice i do like that part <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's a perk for sure um mm-hmm. i love the name of this coffee shop the grind I love that. Yeah, I like it too. So Yeah, along with the strip clubs, like where are we getting these names? Because I love them. I know. I think they must be based off of like something that they've seen before. Because like in LA, there's that coffee shop chain, the Coffee Bean. So Mm. um, maybe it's like, yeah, they're just playing off that. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. Um, I I also this comment, like classically hot. Oh my God, I know. I feel like... uh, And then April's Yeah, and there, there are these moments throughout this this episode where Leslie I feel she means well you know I know where she's going with mm-hmm. her what she's trying to say but she says it in a way that it's kind of insulting to who she's actually trying mm-hmm. to you know compliment like here with April she's right. like you know uh like there's got to be a chance for those of you like us that aren't classically hot like you April or whatever you know yeah. I'm like oh that's not coming across the way you want it to <laughs> yeah 
exactly. Huh. <laughs> so you're going to vote for me, girl? And I like this this thing too, like of like when she's like, well, no, I have to be fair. April's like, okay, that's going to be seven dollars. Yeah. Like I was thinking to myself, I would just I would just buy my boss coffee. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and like not ask for money. Right. So. Why, why, I think it just makes it funnier that she asks for the, the $7 back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but this is my, I have a favorite line here. <gasps> this is my favorite line. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So April is explaining why she's joining mm-hmm. the pageant. And she says, I can be idiotic for $600. <laughs> that is and great. I'm like, I'm like, same. Yeah, same. <laughs> no, I was thinking that too. I was like, yep, I would do that for sure. Yep. Why not? Mm-hmm. I get where you're coming from, April. I, I feel you. I do hate that Tom is going to be judging the pageant. It's really gross and disgusting to me. And we'll get to some more skeezy things. But I hate that he like called in that favor. It's nasty. I, I agree. And there's a line here that like I have never caught before. And I don't know how. Because it's not a throwaway line like some of his other ones. Like mm-hmm. he's the only person on screen. Um, but he says something along the lines of, well, tell them you already have an Asian judge. Kick him out. Tell him you already have an mm. Asian judge. You know, like they were trying to make it diverse in some way, or he's trying mm-hmm. to be like, you only need one of me, or I don't know what was going on, but. Yeah, interesting. He's disgusting. Next I have, uh, yeah, totally. Next I have um, the mural, because uh, Dave comes, and this mural is so heartbreaking. I know. Oh my God, and they talk about fisting, and oh my God, what a mess. Lively fisting. <laughs> Why, Pawnee? Why? Oh, uh, Why? Oh my gosh, I was talking to my sister. Uh, I don't remember where she was, but Brooklyn said that she's, so she's in St. Louis and she said the same thing that like they do have murals uh, in one of the courthouses, maybe she was saying. I can't remember, but she said that like she's seen kind of heartbreaking murals as well. And I was like, I cannot believe that that's a real thing. I mean, I can, but like, damn. No way. <laughs> like, are they as Ugh. offensive as the ones at Pawnee? Um, I think obviously Pawnee like, you know, heightens it, but, um, she said that they're definitely like, they make you do a double take where you're like, why is that right. still up? Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Weird. I'll have to get more uh, details from her, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's gross. Also, it's really sad that, um, Dave doesn't know who these people are in her office and then she has a change of heart. Uh, it's really sad, but I will say, okay, really mm-hmm. quickly. Um, I have to say that I am realizing that this show I, obviously the show has already bled into part of my life or like in all of my life but I feel like I have been more like seeing myself in the show rather than me taking portions of the show and putting it into mm-hmm. my life instead uh, if that makes sense and like ever since this podcast started I've been doing what I just said essentially where like long story short or long story long I now have a wall of women in my <gasps> office yay <laughs> And I have a picture of me, my mom and my sister and uh, my brother-in-law, even though he's not a woman, he still is part of it because that picture is awesome. And uh, and then I was like thinking about Leslie and I was like, oh, my God, I <laughs> I am her because I was like, I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm sometimes inspired by myself. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, my um, wall of women includes Beyonce, uh, Lizzo, Hillary Clinton, um, RBG, and Betty Friedan, who wrote The Feminine Mystique, which we'll talk, I might talk about that in therapy a little bit later, but oh my God, changed my life. Every man and woman should read it. So, but That's yeah. That's so cool. But yeah. 
But yeah, that would be sad if like someone came in and didn't know who Madeleine Albright or even like I don't even think he knew who like Hillary Clinton was yeah. and all that stuff. So that was kind of I definitely would have like a double take on that right. as well. Now, I'm going to be completely honest. And if you showed me a picture of Madeleine Albright before I watched Parks and Rec, I don't know if I would recognize her by picture, but I knew her name. So like, yeah, the yeah. fact that she says that's Madeline Albright and he says, oh, that's that's weird. I just call mine Nana. That's when right. I, that's when I was like, oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, I think I feel like kind of split with Leslie here. Right. Like she she kind of just shuts it all down immediately after that, where I'm like, well, you should at least give him a chance. You know, like mm-hmm. explain to the who those people are and explain what's important to you because he might not like know that. But then I'm also mm-hmm. I also understand when she's explaining to Anne, like I need someone who's interested in the things I'm interested in. Like I, I can also understand that. So it's just, right. you know, a weird dynamic for me, like watching that through. I'm like, oh, I feel bad for him because like. You know, I know he likes her and she's kind of just shooting him down immediately. But, you know. Right. Yeah. She just doesn't know how to handle it, I feel. Right. But um, I like that they talk about vaccinations when she's talking to Anne about it. I was like, oh, my God. Uh." (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that. She's like, if you ever dated someone who didn't love giving vaccinations, she's like, I've never dated anyone who likes giving vaccinations. (laughs) I know. Uh, I was like, ding, ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's a whole topic we could get on that I'm very passionate about because you know my my work with kids with autism. I have a lot of feelings about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We should probably talk about that. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. We can bring it up in therapy if we want. I'm not going to get yeah. into it now, but just know I have feelings about it. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Yeah, I think that's great. Yes. I just quickly had Anne stopping in to say hi to Mark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And I I just had to mention this because I love this line that she gives, although I'm partially like, I'm like, I wish, like, I feel like if you, you really care for the person, you want to put in more effort, but mm-hmm. she's like, I will cook you a cheap, quick dinner <laughs> that it will be no trouble at all for me. I love that and line. <laughs> It's so it's such a good line. I know. Huh. But, but yeah, yeah I, I also totally have that get it. feeling. Yeah, where I'm like, okay, but like if you were really into him, you'd want to cook him something that's gonna But I mean it does end up impressing him. He does like it a lot. So I don't know. But yeah. yeah. I just like that line. Totally. Um, and there is a deleted scene. I have this as a, a little bit later, but I'll say it now um, where there was a deleted scene where Anne warns Mark like she leaves after uh, Mark says like, yeah, sure, I'll come over after work. He says or she comes back in and she says, you know, my shower really is broken. This isn't like a weird sexual thing. I promise. Like, don't. And then she like says it a couple times and Tom overhears her and Tom is like, um, you can use my shower and then gives her a key. Um, like he oh does my later and I was like oh shit that's kind of cool um, but yeah I thought that was worth mentioning yeah definitely yeah I like that br- that call back to the key or call forward I guess because yeah the key things at <laughs> right. the very end <laughs> exactly but, exactly <laughs> yeah so now I'm at the now I'm at the beauty pageant and um, okay. we are meeting our we are meeting our people here yes right? Jessica Wicks yes. is here yes we love would you like me to share who she's played by yes please her name is Susan Yeagley. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sorry if I'm not. She yeah. was in an ep- episode of Friends, but I think she <gasps> I know, was, I was like, say that. she's like woman number one or something, though. So she doesn't have a name that you could probably go back and like find who she was. Do you want me to tell you what scene it was? Oh, my care? gosh. Yes. Of course, you know, Holly. <laughs> I know exactly because I actually didn't. E- I knew that before this episode, obviously. 
Yeah. <laughs> because I, but like I had to look her up when she came back on, I don't remember, I saw her on one of the shows and I was like, where do I know her from? And then I saw that she was on, you know, either Parks and Rec or Friends. But basically Joey is working at the coffee shop because he lost his job as an actor and he is giving uh, free food to the pretty girls. Mm-hmm. And she was the one where she's like, but yesterday you said I was too pretty to pay for food. Yes. And, okay, good. Um, and so that's her. And then he eventually charges her and then he sings her happy birthday and gets her name wrong because they will give free things to the uh, birthday people and say, anyway, that's who she is. <laughs> Very nice. I'm so Love glad her. we have a friends expert on here for this. Oh, my God. You guys. Uh, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have that she was um, in Reno 911. Hmm. Couple episodes. Couple episodes of Rules of Engagement. Mm hmm. Um, ER and uh, a couple episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond, but mm. I did not know who she played. I've only yeah. seen that ep- that show like one time through. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I'm not familiar with any of the other things she was in. Apparently, I saw in my research that she was in Coyote Ugly as well as someone who like bids on one of the dudes. But yeah. I don't really remember that part. Yeah, I've never seen that movie, but I did see that. Um, oh my gosh, you got to watch that movie. It's really good. Okay. Noted. <laughs> At least in my opinion, but some people are like, it's one of those classics, 90s, like chick flicky things, but, mm, okay. and it's, and it has music. Um, there's a songwriter moment. So it's about that. Um, I have a but question. I also have that. She, yes, go ahead. Sorry. Do we no. think that she's married to Newport at this point or not yet? I don't think she is in my personal opinion. Okay. I, I can get on, I on board that with that. I think she learns that later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can deal with that. Yeah, I also have that she's from Nashville, apparently. Um, oh, so cool. represent. Nice. I don't know if that's really true, but that's what I saw on the internet. So I'm going to say it's true. <laughs> We're going to go with it. <laughs> uh, I think it's really funny, too. Those huge belts. Like she was wearing a huge belt like around her shirt yes, or dress or whatever the hell. I was like, oh my God, that's such a fashion moment of that time. Yeah. Uh, I totally did that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a fashion statement from the early like late 2000s early 2010s mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. my eyes were like crinkled though and like i out loud when i was watching this said ew when that old man judge said oh. i made jessica ew yeah and that sad look that she gives yes. like you know like oh yeah it so makes me so uncomfortable mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. he is played by um worth how and he was in some episodes of mad men oh and um, which, you know, I've heard that that's a pretty sex sexist show too, towards women. So that. Yeah, well, yeah it's that can sexist carry over. in the sense where uh, it's going by the time of, Ma- right, of right, right. Mad Men. It's not like sexist in 2000 or whatever the hell. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. So basically he, he just plays um, sexist people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was also in, a, in an episode or two of Law and Order. Oh, okay. I, I need yeah. to watch that show, I'm sure, but I just don't. Girl, if you want to watch that entire show, it's going to take you years. That's Do true. you know how many episodes there are? Oh my God, there's like 800 seasons. Yeah, and then there's also different subsections. Right. So there's like different units. <sighs> like, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Super cringy moment coming up with Tom. I hate it. Yeah, I'm... I don't I don't like it. Do you know what I'm going to say? Or which one? Um, you, Is it the the mm, the cup size... Yes, Ugh. where he's like, 
guessing everyone's uh, bra sizes. And then he says, like, how'd you get in here? Like, to an A size or something. And then they're uh, all, like, laughing along. I'm like, you, this is not charming. I don't, I don't understand. Okay. I don't think. Oh, gosh. I really hope we wouldn't have girls laughing at the fact that a guy was trying to do that. That makes me yeah, I so think uncomfortable. They must have known that he was a judge. And so maybe that's why. Mm, yeah, you're right. Well, he, I, he, they do have name tags on. The judges have name tag, tags on. So it would make sense if he had his name tag on already that right, they would be right. like, oh, like, let's yeah. be cool to this guy. Also, uh, catch is that his is handwritten. His name tag is handwritten. Yes, I have that written too. And everybody else's is typed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm H- glad that you caught it too. So yeah. it must be because they kicked that other judge out. Right. And his is also like, I don't know if it was just in one take. I should have gone back and watched the other takes with his name tag in it. But there's one take where his name tag is like folded. And so you okay. can't see the back half of his names. See, now I thought it was folded too, but then I looked closer and it could be that his suit jacket is covering the side of it. Like you'll have to go back and look oh. because I thought it was folded yeah. too. I was like, what the hell? Why'd they do that? Or why didn't someone catch that? But it looks like his, it, like it's an optical illusion. It looks like the like lapel of his suit jacket is like over it a little bit. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll have to go back and see if that's what it is. I also think like, if that is the f- the case, like that it is folded, mm-hmm. I can see why someone would catch it and then say, let's, let's just leave it because it happens sometimes. Like I've put name sure. tags on before and it's all crinkled, you yeah. know? Yeah. So could just been realistic. I love that this old lady is in the contestants. That is yes. so hilarious. I believe she is the same lady that sings the iconic national anthem at the, f- the city council debate. I think so, too. I, I wrote that as well. I, I really look forward to seeing her. I have some more information on her yeah. um, a little bit later. But um, so when we get to her talent show moment, I will explain. But yes, I love that she's here. Yes, <laughs> me too. And I, I didn't see like I'm excited to hear what you have to say because I didn't see her name in the guest stars list. So. Um, oh, OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking at my thing and I just literally have Tom. You're so gross written. <laughs> could really apply to any moment in this episode i know but actually though every single tom moment is a disgusting like sleazy moment yeah i'm i need to make a sting for sleazeball tom nasty yes um Mm. these dresses that all these women are wearing are very 2009 oh my god so true they look like almost like easter dresses meets prom yeah meets like eighth grade (laughs) formal yeah like before you could even yeah like where you're still like in the pretty conservative stage, except for Trish. Hers is not conservative. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I love, Ugh. love, love April. She is trying so hard. Oh and she has this beautiful, like, line, I love people, places, and things. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I also love her body language. Like, she holds up her mm-hmm. hand. Um, so there were a ton of deleted lines that she had. Uh, I oh, didn't nice. write down them. Um, there was, well, actually, I did write one down, but I didn't write all of them. One of them was like, I like stationery. <laughs> it was so all like, really dumb things. Yeah, exactly. And um, that she was just coming up with. Um, so I wonder if she improvised some of those lines or like what was written. I don't I don't know if that like people, places and things line was was written or that was all her. But they I, they did give her some leeway, which, again, we'll talk about a little bit later, too. Right. Yeah. I'd be interested to know what was what was improved by her because we've we've learned in previous episodes that Aubrey Plaza does does do um, yeah. improv. So, yeah, 
Absolutely. Um, also, this host is the guy who hosted the Tellinson Awards in the banquet. Yes. I love that they keep bringing him back. I do have some information on him. Do you want to hear it? Yes, but I also have to mention that he is also the MC when they have the roast with the journalists and the politicians. When okay. she's when she's um, she has that whole like I'm gonna open a can of whoop ass on oh, oh, the person oh, yeah. from the Pawnee Sun. Oh yeah. He also is the MC there. Yeah, and at the Wood Conference when Ron wins right. his yeah, Wood yeah, Award. Yeah. So anytime would there's I? a host, <laughs> would I? <laughs> I love all those. <laughs> yeah, so good. Well, his name is Jim Meskimen, and mm-hmm. he is an improviser and has done a ton of voice work, it looks like, which is amazing. Lots of animation. Um, he had a few guest stars on Fresh Prince, which we talked about a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. And Whose Line Is It Anyway in Britain, which I don't think that I knew that Britain had uh, a version of that show. So that's great. Nor did I. Right. Uh, and then he also played an officer in The Grinch, which I thought was funny. Nice. Yeah. And I noticed most of his voice, a lot of his voice acting is Mm -hmm. like superhero stuff like Mm -hmm. Batman and um, some of the Marvel ones, Justice League. So it looks like he did a lot of superhero acting. Yeah. 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 Totally. Love that. Um, I have. We are we are meeting all these contestants here. Yes. And um, I was going to tell you, Susan is uh-huh. played by Ann Elizabeth Gregory, mm-hmm. and I have found nothing on her. I don't know I if know, she does same. anything else. I wonder if she was just um, like a, someone sh- who knew a cast member or a crew member or something, and she got the job because it was like, well, we want someone who looks a certain way and has this piano talent, and they just found somebody that they knew. I don't know. But yeah, I, I got that she, um, I, I read that she did a lot of punked, Apparently, oh, okay. um, which means that she's a great improviser, which right. means that she probably uh, nailed her audition or maybe maybe she did know someone like maybe she, you know, had been in UCB or something like that or one of the other improv troops. But uh, but that's what I found. So I was like, that's why she has to be in this show. <laughs> yeah. OK, because I, I literally I Googled her name and mm. it came up with Facebook people who were like, mm. not her. Yeah. And I was like, OK, so there's not anything on I know you, I thought she I was guess. great I would love her yeah. to be in other things I, I liked her a lot um mm-hmm. and then we have Trish who was played by April Marie Eden mm-hmm. I didn't do a ton of research on her but I will tell you right now I knew immediately that she <gasps> is the chair model from the office yes which, I have that too that's awesome so I don't know if you realized it like when you saw her acting but I was very impressed with myself because we don't even see her act in chair model. She's mm-hmm. literally just a picture. And when she started acting, I was like, that's the chair model. And I was like, I'm actually really proud that I caught that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I knew that until I looked it up. I thought that she looked familiar, but I would not have guessed it until I saw it. And then so many other people have caught it, too. It's on. It's all over the Internet with yeah. uh, like comparisons of her uh, as the chair model and her as, you know, Trish. It's so funny. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think she does a wonderful job of playing the exact character she's supposed to play. Absolutely. Yeah. She's so good. She produced, apparently she produced, like in real life, she produced a few things like on her IMDb page. Um, but the last thing I saw her do was in 2017. So I don't know if she maybe took a break or just, you know, wasn't interested or wasn't booking. I don't know. But if um, if you're listening, Trish, we think you're amazing and we would love to talk to you. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it was a beautiful performance. I love that she says that she's been on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> I love to laugh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
so funny. Yeah, she she just does that well, really well. I'd be interested to know if any of that was improv. Yeah, well, I have a couple of notes on her. Um, we've got a few other things before we get to her like answer uh, to the Q and A question, which is crazy. But uh, but yeah, these also these judges are like so abysmal and disgusting. Yeah. And I was wondering, uh, you know, I was just thinking about it. I was like, so if Leslie and April weren't there, or Leslie and Tom weren't there, then it would literally just be these old white dudes and maybe one other Asian judge that that guy or, you know, that Tom took out or, apparently or something. Right. So I was like, that's gross and factual. And I hate that that's true. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I also hate that. Mm-hmm. But I think it also is like a representation of, I think they did a really nice job of giving us a representation of what Pawnee is to the mm-hmm. the creators. Like this is how mm-hmm. they view the people that are qualified to judge this in P- Pawnee. Mm-hmm. Like this is the mm-hmm. standard that they're at. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, th- something I noticed when I was watching it the last time, right before we were recorded was that when Trish is walking up, Leslie is giving her like an actual chance. She's not judging her by like how she's presenting herself. She's like giving her, she's giving her applause, has a big smile on her face. And then when she starts talking is when she's like, well, we can't all be winners, you know? So she, she right. she's holding true right. to her, her ideals of like, we're looking for someone that has mm-hmm. these substantial qualities. And she's not just looking at someone and going like, well, it looks like they're not going to have those, right? She's giving her a fair and fighting chance, which right. I think is really really sweet because if you look at anybody else on the panel they're not really giving anyone else a fighting chance because all they see is trish the right? looks so yeah 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 and and speaking of that i do love that leslie has a scorecard i love that scorecard. Yes. i also think that it's amazing that they actually printed it out instead of just talking about it i think mm-hmm. that was awesome to see that one column is the naomi wolf factor and i yep. do love that tom says uh something called the naomi wolf factor because if i'm being completely honest i didn't know that name either um but she's a feminist author journalist and was a political advisor to al gore and she's been cited as the founder of the third wave of feminism which I feel like I should have known, but I'm just learning so much about the women who came before us in their uh, endeavors to fight for equality. And so Naomi Wolf is definitely worth uh, looking into. Yeah, for sure. I saw she also um, advised Clinton as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that uh, she has like all the, like she's got her story. Like she's got a lot of feminist um, qualities in there, which obviously is not a surprise, but I think it's really Awesome to see that. I also looked up. Uh, <laughs> I looked up because I know I've heard this, but I don't know what it is. The je ne sais quoi in yeah. um, French. And uh, that literally means I don't know what in French. And so that phrase was borrowed into English as an expression that means like, you know, what we say is just has that thing. You know, right. like you don't know what that thing is, but it the makes it distinctive or special. Yeah, exactly. The it factor. So that's what je ne sais quoi means. Just that yeah. Perfect. I enjoy April's Leslie Nope. <laughs> oh my gosh, I think it's so funny. I was also wondering like why they're laughing so hard at yeah. some of these impressions. I was like, oh, I mean, I get why Tom's laughing, obviously, because he knows Leslie. But right, like right, right. when the one judge is laughing really hard at her impression of her sister, I was like, why is that so funny? <laughs> I don't yeah, get it. I couldn't tell if it was like the, uh, the the mention of Ritalin and then the Maybe. behaviors after. I don't know if that, but like, I don't know if Ritalin was around when he was. A kid, that guy. Yeah. He's pretty old. Yeah. But I don't know either. Yeah. I don't know. But uh what's his face? Does a does Sean Connery, that's who he's doing in case anybody okay. didn't know. 
Thank you. Uh, because I wasn't sure. I yeah, was yeah. like, I know that the tone means that he's Im- impersonating somebody, but I would I didn't know who. I feel like that's a, a lot of people's go tos because Sean Connery has such a distinctive voice. Like he's got mm-hmm. that slight accent and it's kind of got that raspy. Yes. You know, that raspiness. My brother quotes him like he, he doesn't quote him. He imitates him on certain phrases that he has. That's yeah. the only reason I know because like he's been doing that forever. But yeah. That's Sean Connery. Yeah, that SNL guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, damn. Oh, but gosh, the guy I know who, who you're talking used about. to do Sean Connery on SNL was amazing. Yeah, I can see his face. I can't remember his name. Yeah. He did Trump, I think, a few times, too, like impersonation mm-hmm. before Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Just a side note, also, uh, I looked this up, but apparently, like, right after Beauty Pageant was aired, NBC set up an official Miss Pawnee Beauty Pageant website, and it was called MissPawnee.com, and it actually included biographies for all the judges and the competitors, as well as a downloadable PDF of Leslie's custom scorecard. Wow. And there were, like, ringtones, and it was just, like... And I don't know what the ringtone ringtones were for, but like you could download all this shit for from Parks and Rec. I'm sure like you could download like the theme song or like you know maybe one of Andy's songs or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's so crazy. Well done, NBC. That's cool. Oh my god, does it still exist? Yeah, they were so into it. I don't know. Let's go to it. I I doubt it. MissPony oops dot com. Okay, no, it does not. <laughs> but that would have been so great. I wish. Yeah, right? That would be so cool if it still existed. I was actually really literally thinking what Leslie's line is about Trisha's talent. Like, I was like, she's wait not, a second, she's yeah. not even twirling. She's the not doing anything. <laughs> well, and then and then we have this beautiful piano performance. And like, you just, you notice that in Pawnee, like classical, tr- like pianists are not valued mm-hmm. because of the response. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. but you know, like, she's awesome. She's so good. I like I, I like that. Yeah. And then we have Tom who's like, oh, I'm going to text Trish. Like, how do you have her number already is my first question. Right. Ugh, so like, gross. And then I do love how moved Leslie is by this, too. Like, yeah. all her facial expressions were so hilarious. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Um, I do have a brief moment of, so I said that we were going to talk about later where April has a lot of deleted scenes. Oh my gosh, you guys have to go somehow buy the DVDs or something, or maybe Peacock will make it available. But they had a deleted scene where April has a talking head of what her talents are. And she is like backstage and on stage, there is an Irish dancer. So if you found on IMDb, or if you go to IMDb on this episode, it says Irish dancer. And I was like, where is there an Irish dancer? That was a deleted scene. So just FYI okay. on that. Um, but so the Irish dancer, and I don't know like why she's on stage. Cause she wasn't like a contestant or at least as far as I knew, maybe she was, That's weird. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm sure she was. I just didn't like the camera didn't really cut to her that much, but regardless, April has a talking head um, where she talks about what her talents are. All of her talents. Do you want to hear some of them? They yes, are crazy. please go. <laughs> oh, my god okay one includes fitting her body into small spaces making fun of people dancing quoting every line from hocus pocus scream Two, and then she says another movie that has bet midler in it and we do learn later on that she loves bet midler yes um and then uh she also can win a staring contest with a cat <laughs> what there were so many Maddie that's why I'm saying like I don't know how many she made up of those or like if she had to remember all of those it was insane but there were so many there's got to be some that are improv oh I'm I'm sure it has to be um 
I also had a note that I forgot to say this, but I had a note that that old lady that we uh, have been talking about, uh, her name is Linda Montana, by the way. And mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty positive she also sings the national anthem or something in the telethon. Yeah, you're right. She sings. What's that? Oh, I don't know if that's that's here. Know. Does she sing here, too? Uh, she sing, Well, she sings in her in the talent show. Um, is that what you like, mean? Yeah, as her talent. Yeah, yeah, she sings in her talent. Okay, do you yeah. know what song she sings? She sings, it's so good, it's okay. so good, it's so good, it's so it's good, it's so good. good. Yeah, okay, so that's <laughs> that's what I was thinking was the telethon, but then I was like, no, I think that was in this episode, so I, I held my tongue there for a second. So, yeah, right. I, I think you are, so you are correct. She's definitely in telethon, and I think it could be the national anthem as well. That would make sense to me. Yeah, we'll have to double check yeah. it, but yeah. Well, that episode comes towards the end of the season, so we're not waiting forever awesome. for it. Right. That's true. That's true. It's so yeah. crazy. Um, I am at Anne's house for a little break. Yes. And too. I never noticed that there was music playing in the background. It sounds like Anne is listening to music while she cooks. Yes. I, I heard that, too. Yeah. yeah. And also Wild. the uh, wallpaper in her bathroom. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I got to go back. What it's is it? Like, it's like a cream color. And then there's like green mm-hmm. symbols equally distributed across the wallpaper but it's like very like i mean if i saw the whole bathroom maybe i would feel differently but i was like this is such Mm -hmm. random wallpaper for a bathroom i also don't think wallpaper is a good choice in a bathroom because of the moisture yeah the steam yeah so yeah gross my mom has wallpaper in hers that was a very i think that was a very like 90s thing Mm. um i mean obviously this wasn't in the 90s but like uh i don't know when that house was built or what but yeah i mean obviously they probably didn't think about it too hard but yeah that was a thing putting wallpaper like in places where it probably shouldn't have been (laughs) right um and then ann goes outside and notices andy and i have to give props to the makeup people because they make it look like he's got dirt on his face he's been laying out there for quite some time you know like i think they did a really nice job of those like really subtle touches that really make you be like oh he's living here damn yeah and his fingernails later i noticed gross are dirty and yep Mm -mm. just really thorough very and I like his line of like when she says, are you living here? And she he has a very similar delivery to his like spouting off things and trying to like, you know, not say it. And then he says, yes, just like randomly, right. just like Leslie did in the stakeout where she's like trying to say all these random things. Uh, Mark, <laughs> like who yeah. he ends on the date with. So I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was good delivery. I also like that. He's like, yeah, I've uh, only been here for a week. <laughs> <laughs> right. One week. Listen, mm-hmm. are we going to talk about anything other than the lies I told you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I can't decide if that's my favorite line or there's one later that's more serious. So I don't know. I'll have to think about that. Okay. A bit. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, <sighs> we. I'm back at the pageant mm-hmm. and Tom, I hate this. I hate it so much. And I would feel disgusting if somebody talked to me like, like, talked to me like this. They're like, I have a question for the hot one. Mm-mm. It's like, no, I have a name. Like, okay, there are other beautiful mm-hmm. ladies on this stage with me. Come on, that's gross. Nope, hated it. I did too. Yeah, not about it. I have, uh, I looked up who, did you look up who Alexis de Tocqueville was? <laughs> no, I didn't. Because she said Alexis de Tocqueville called yep. uh, America, whatever, whatever. Um, And so he was a dude. Well, by the way, he was a dude. Uh, I thought it was a girl, but uh, it was a dude. And he was a French diplomat in the 1800s who studied uh, political science. And he wrote about democracy. Like, that's one of the things that he was famous for. Um. 
but so that's that's who that dude is. Uh, and then it's just interesting. My eye, uh, what interesting is a maybe a too subtle of a word, but basically my eyes were so wide and like gross at like how she is speaking and answering this question. And right. then it's just like I I wrote in all caps what the fuck because I didn't realize how how racist this was when I first watched it. Right. Like. You know, yeah, and the, the uh, whole, I would call it our America and yeah, not their America exactly. and the whole like birthing rates of immigrants in this country. I have a big deep dive, Maddie. OK, uh, about what this was based off of. Did you get into this at all or no? I did not. I was honestly just kind of appalled at the whole answer to the question. It makes okay. me a lot of uh, a, a lot upset at many aspects, but also just the delivery of it. Like she doesn't it's not a coherent thought to me. And yes. OK. That word is really amazing um, because in my research, okay, listen, okay, okay, here I go. (laughs) This is a big (laughs) deal. So several people compared, like watchers, audience members confirmed uh, or compared rather. Uh, The crew never really confirmed that this was true, but it totally was. Um, They compared this answer to two real... beauty pageant contestants. One was Caitlin Upton, who was the 2007 Miss South Carolina Teen USA, who made an incoherent response <laughs> during the uh, the pageant. Her question was, polls have shown that a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a map, and why do you think that is? I looked up her answer. That's also and- gross, Holly. <laughs> there yeah, should not that be that many just- people that can't identify the United States if they're, they're American. Right, that's, yes, that's absolutely... Um, ridiculous but i recorded her answer (gasps) and i am going to compare them now i want to make a clear um you know distinction that i am just showing this for research purposes i am uh, i am five percent judging but for the most part i am really just truly showing you we're not like bashing her but i'm just truly showing you like what this answer trish was based off of okay so the um i can't remember if i recorded the question but this Keep in mind, again, it's polls have shown that a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a map. This was in 2007, by the way. That's recent. Is this Kate Upton? No, different one. Different, different person? One. Okay, sorry. I just yes. wanted to clarify. Yeah, no, I thought that too. Very misleading. Um, no, her name is Caitlin Upton. Um, okay. And I'm going to play this for you right now. Let's do it. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. Um, or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. What? <laughs> so that's where the incoherent comes from. Where? What was she saying at the end? That's kind yeah, of yeah. I that's so uh-huh. like when Leslie is like, wait, but she didn't answer the question. Like right, and everybody's still clapping. Right, exactly. Uh, and what's her? What's his face? Um, what's his name? Lopez, Mario Lopez, I think the one that was on Saved yeah, yeah. by the Bell. He was the one that was like the host or whatever the hell. Right. Um. 
Yikes. Uh, okay, so that's that. And then, okay, so we have a second person that this was based on, and this was actually in the Miss USA 2009 content, uh, content, contest. I'm incoherent as well. So <laughs> Michael Schur also indicated that the episode was inspired partially by a gal named Carrie Prejean, Prejean, I don't really know, the former Miss California USA, who uh, received nationwide attention over her answer to a question about same-sex marriage. Okay. comes from judge number eight, Perez Hilton. Are we worried? You should be. <laughs> Vermont recently became the fourth state to legalize same-sex marriage. Do you think every state should follow suit? Why or why not? Well, I think it's great that Americans are able to choose one or the other. Um, we live in a land that you can choose same-sex marriage or opposite marriage. And you know what? In my country and in, in, in my family, I think that I believe that a marriage should be between a man and a woman. No offense to anybody out there, but that's how I was raised, and that's how I think that it should be between a man and a woman. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that is where I believe Trish's racism comes in. This is where Carrie, mm-hmm. the real life Trish, I guess, or what they're basing her off of, not real life, but is ba- is inspired from with racism versus homophobia versus like versus, right. you know, just any kind of uh, discrimination is really what I'm seeing. Uh, so... <sighs> Super, super conservative. Apparently, she's a mega Trump supporter, as you could probably tell from that fucking uh, uh, soundbite. Sound bite, yes. So anyways, but those are the two people that Trish was based off of. And that's when I was like, oh, OK, so the writing about her being kind of racist and saying all this like weird bullshit that doesn't really make sense is based on those two people. So yikes. And also people were like clapping at that. And when she said the whole in my country, excuse me, whose country is it? (laughs) Yeah. Only yours. You make all the rules. So that is a little bit of a deep dive as to where they got this uh, inspiration. Yeah. Dang. Well, it's cool to, to hear where they're coming from, you know, at least. Yeah, and I think we are definitely getting a little bit more in depth as to like, you know, like we talked about, especially in the even in the first episode of this season, where we talked about that they're trying to draw inspiration from topical, uh, you know, events, you know what right. I mean? So it's not just about the park anymore. Now it's really we're getting into the government and kind of uh, the current events politically or personally. And uh, yeah, there's also a deleted scene too, where... Um, this is kind of going off the topic a little bit, but there is a deleted scene where they cut the swimsuit competition, which is true. That has been a controversy moment mm-hmm, uh, yeah. in real life pageants. <laughs> There's a deleted scene where Jessica Wicks has a line, the Miss Pawnee pageant is about being pretty and fun so that men like you and want to take care of you. And the old man says, amen. Oh, barf. Gross. But, and then Tom gets really angry about uh, the swimsuit competition being cut and he goes on this like huge rant yelling at everybody and uh, so Sleaze I kind of wish that they kept that in. Uh, yeah, Sleazeball Tom because I think that that would have been a really cool uh, perspective to hear but uh, whew, rough. Yeah, I I hate the I hate the whole swimsuit thing. Um, mm-hmm. I love 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 the movie Miss Congeniality with Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say it does a really nice job, um, 
kind of highlighting what those women put themselves through to do the swimsuit competition. Because remember when they're like, they order a pizza and they're like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I haven't had a pizza in like this many years. It's like, girl. Yep. Like, yep. I understand taking, like, but I feel like it gets to the point where you're not taking care of your body anymore. You're you're doing things to the point where, you know, you're depriving your body in order to like yeah. look a certain way. And we shouldn't be encouraging that. Yes. And so, it's so much pressure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And stress doesn't do anything good for your body physically either. So, right. uh, uh, yikes. Um, but anyway, so <sighs> that was my research on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that makes me upset the way that Trish, <laughs> Trish answers. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm back at Anne's house. They're sitting me down too. for dinner. Okay. Um, they're sitting down for dinner. I noticed behind Anne, which is really cool because I've, I've wanted to do this for a while. She has a mason jar full of her used wine corks. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know, but like there are actually some really cool things you can buy either on like Amazon or like the Hobby Lobby or whatever that are designed to hold your corks. And it's kind of like a decorative thing for your kitchen. It's really cool. Yeah. I've seen those those too. They're like wall hangings and stuff too. Right. Yeah. I love that. Um, I also love Mark's comment. He's like the Ativan. I had a note about that too. And he's like, yeah, I peaked. I also didn't find toothpaste. Do you not use toothpaste? <laughs> I had to look up what Ativan was, if I'm being honest. I'm sure you already knew what okay. it was, though. What did you learn? Well, so I just learned that it was a drug for anxiety. But then, like, I don't know if Ativan is really a thing anymore in the sense where when I looked up Ativan, it's now Leozapram or some shit like that, where yep. it can also be used for seizures um, to calm, like, people's nervous system down so that they don't, you know, have seizures anymore. But right. I think in this regard... Anne was using it for stress and anxiety. Right. And I think, I I can't remember if that's the same term they use when Dwight finds that pill in the office. Oh, yeah. I I, don't remember either. I don't remember if it's called Ativan. We'll have to go back on that one. Yeah, I I haven't heard it being called Ativan, like medication for anxiety. So, yeah, I wasn't 100% sure what it was just because that's, like, I know the other term Well, when I looked it up, I didn't find on the internet the word Ativan, like it went to a different prescription, like I was saying, like the Leozapram or whatever. So I don't know. But either way, that's it's for anxiety. So right. This (laughs) April leaving the competition now for this. uh, She's like, it's six hundred dollars in fences. Like, no, I'm out. And he's like, well, it won't cover a whole fence, but it'll get you started. I was. I honestly don't blame April for quitting. I would. Quit I don't too. either. That's fucking ridiculous. Six hundred dollars in gift cards to a sporting goods store and a half of a fence. That ain't right. I'm not doing that. No. Yeah. I feel like it also was not a hundred percent clear going into the competition right. that it was going to be coupons. So like you're you're telling us now after we've gone through all this this crap of like showing off our bodies and our talents and all that sh- shit, and mm-hmm. now we've we've learned that we're going to get a fence and some soccer balls for what right. we've done today. You right, know, which, and I know which, some people are doing it for the name of Miss Pawnee or whatever the hell, but like you should get some reward apart from that. <laughs> well, and can I can I make a comment? Not that uh-huh. women can't like to do handiwork or sports, because I would be very interested in a sports thing. But do you yeah, like you that would. they chose two specific things that are typically stereotypically male? Yeah, that's like, interesting. Oh, too. so these women can win this and take it to their husbands or their boyfriends. It's like yeah could be the vibe they're going for. Maybe, maybe. But I think that you're right in the sense where you would totally buy something from a sporting goods store. So I would. like it doesn't have to be, you know, feminine or masculine at all. But I see no, what you're yeah. saying. I, I'm going mo- mostly based on the stereotypical side of things. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because I would, I would 100% spend $300 at a sporting goods store. <laughs> right. Yeah, you would. But I yeah. also just like, that's so stupid. I don't blame April for quitting at all. <laughs> no. And I love her line. Um, no, I didn't win, but at least I didn't make any new friendships. <laughs> I know. I like that line, too. That was like, I was contending between that one and the idiotic line for my favorite. Mm-hmm. Both April lines. Awesome. Yes. I'm an, on an April kick this episode, I guess. Right. Uh, so now I've got where they're uh, conferring about who's going to win. I thought it was Why so funny. Why is Tom in charge? I don't know. It's so dumb. He, he thinks he, he is. He was brought in late and he comes in like he owns the place. <sighs> so dumb. I love the line of, it's so funny. Like, what are the girls in South Central Indiana? That's not, I don't think that's a thing. I think they were basing it off of because South Central LA is like such a big deal of like inner city mm. kids and stuff. <laughs> they yeah. were trying to compare it to that. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh, Jessica's talent was to pack, pack a, a suitcase. Suit- yeah. Oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, sad. That's sad. Oh, God. I'm, I'm so proud of Ray. He's like, yeah, Trish is not the sharpest tool in the shed. Like, let's let's look at Susan. I Thank you, Ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you tried. You tried. Yeah. I like Leslie's line of, uh, you know, I'm a judge, so I want to be impartial, but Trish will win over my dead body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was really funny to me. And she she has a good reason. Absolutely. You know. It's valid. So dumb. And then, like, that's the thing, too. Like, you talked about um, the judge then says, it's the hot one. Are you right. fucking kidding me? Yeah. That pisses okay. me off. And the cut is so good, though, because they're discussing it, it, right? And Leslie's like, I'm still fighting for this. And then it cuts to them announcing the winner. So that editing right. was really well done, in my opinion, yes. as well. Uh, love it. Dean Holland. Uh. Yes. <laughs> um, we have uh, at we're back and Andy has been brought in to the Ann and Mark date because it's cr- it's raining outside. And I, I have a lot of um, feelings towards Mark for this because he didn't have to do that. And he's kind of sticking like being like, you know, I feel bad for Andy. Like, you know, I don't know if he has some sort of guilt, like I'm dating Andy's ex-girlfriend or something. And I feel bad because he's living in the pit and Anne's not having it. Like, she's like, I don't want him in my house, which I can kind of understand. Um, And, you know, he makes the comment, well, like, yeah, I've I've already eaten. So like, it's fine. And he does that. He, oh, Chris Pratt though, with that baby, like puppy dog eyes over the shoulder look. You know, I was like, that was yeah. so well done. <laughs> I know. I loved it. I love his little talking head in the tent, too. That mm-hmm. went so really well. well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is where I noticed, though, that his fingernails were dirty because when he's eating the pizza or whatever the hell he's eating, like, it's right. really nasty. Yeah. And this little back and forth, right? Like, Mark is, like, asking her what's in the sauce because it's really good and it's got a, you know, a certain mm. taste. And he's like, it's hot sauce. Like, you know, he's getting in on it and saying, like, you know, I know more about Anne, basically. You mm. know? Yeah. Almost totally. marking his territory a little bit. He's like, oh, yep. memories. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm at a Leslie's announcement now to everybody. <sighs> yes. I'm ready. Yeah. I... I get where she's coming from. I also love the way Amy Poehler does this because she's not looking at any specific person. It's almost like she's thinking out loud to everybody Mm -hmm. because I don't know if you noticed, but she doesn't, she's looking up at the sky and it looks really like she's thinking it out as she's saying it. Um, Mm -hmm. But she does talk to Susan. She's like, she does. Susan. (laughs) Yeah. She does bring it towards her. And then we have this other moment. I probably do that too. Right. Where she's like, it's that like trying to compliment and, encourage someone while also kind of bringing them down because she's like you know 
Susan and I will forge ahead and show that it is not by the flatness of our tummies. And Susan's face is just like, what the, f- what? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is yeah, kind of yeah, rude. Yeah. You know, I took it as no, that like, this is literally um, my, uh, what I was get, like my first choice for the favorite line mm. apart from that other funny one um, and I wrote it down because I really like resonated uh, yeah, where she says this isn't the first time Susan's have lost to Trish's and it won't be the last yeah. Susan and I will continue on until the women of Pawnee are judged not by the flatness of their tummies but by the contents of their brains and that's really what it uh, that's really where I didn't see it as an insult where I was like She's saying, Susan, you have a really wonderful, smart, intelligent brain and you you have a lot of like real talents. So don't worry about that. You didn't win. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is true. And I think I I agree. I love that line. I think it's great. Mm -hmm. I think just every time I watch it, that little snippet makes me almost feel like she's calling Susan out for not having a flat stomach. Oh, a flat tummy. Right. Yeah. But that's like, I mean, I I love the the brain comment and I like that she's being encouraging and, you know, and and I love that she brings it back and she's about, she's going to congratulate Trish. She didn't want Trish to win, but she's being this like really great um, public figure and she's going to, you know, say something nice to Trish, but Trish is off taking shots already, you know? Ugh, so frustrating. Yeah. There is a deleted scene also. I don't know why she talks about it. I can't I really honestly can't remember. Um but she has a Leslie has a deleted scene where she talks about Joe Biden and she says oh. uh, Leslie thinks he's hot. I might have <sighs> did I record that one too? Let me see. Oh shit. I turned off my phone so that it wouldn't buzz. But I think I recorded that deleted scene so everyone could hear it. That'd be um, awesome. I'll go on I'll, like we can continue on until my phone turns back on. Which but, is hilarious uh, because we find that we know that later too, right? That she's super into Joe. Yeah. And I think this was like the first time that we heard it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so awesome. Um, I did catch a continuity uh, moment and I don't know if it was like, you know, not really um, important. But so Leslie's making her speech and then Trish is wearing her gown, like taking the shots or whatever. But then when Dave comes in after the judging is complete and after she makes her speech, uh, Trish is wearing her outfit for the talent portion. Oh, with the shorts. So it's a little bit of a switch moment. Um, but I do love that Dave doesn't even look twice at Trish. He's like, coming through, buddy. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I love, love that. that. Oh, I wrote that down. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I loved that. Yeah, and so I much. like how upfront he is. He's yeah. just like, so I wanted to get like a confirmation on this. Are we doing this or not? <laughs> I, I wrote that too. I love that he's consistent and he's following up and he's showing that he actually cares. And because he could have easily just been really discouraged by the way things happened and just kind of left it. But I really like right. that he's coming back and he's, you know, showing he's adamant about it. He's like, I do really want to take you out. This is how I'm reading the situation. And you know, I need answers. I love it. Yeah. Okay, I found my um, Joe Biden thing. I did yes, record go. it. Oh my God, are you ready? Okay. Yes. Our society judges women for the wrong reasons all the time. It's a double standard. Sarah Palin runs for vice president and everybody talks about her looks. I start a blog about how hot I find Joe Biden and nobody visits it. I don't get any comments. I mean, he is a hunk. The man is a hunk. That's not debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that they had this. I love that they had this in um like I this season. Yes, I love that they had it planned out this early. I know. Yeah, I wonder wonderful. if they like uh, wanted to do that for so long. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or was it something that they just continued to find funny? It's I. Oh, it's a. It's amazing. And now he's our president. <laughs> 
Oh, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's another uh, side note. There is a deleted scene where Anne and Leslie actually go to a coffee shop after the pageant. Uh, and I think it's like a couple days after the pageant. But they're looking at a Pawnee newspaper. And there's a front page picture of Tom and Trish about the beauty pageant. And they're like, you know, clasped hands. I'll post it on our story. Um, but on the side, it says local woman turned 70. <laughs> And it really <gasps> reminded me of your spring break is here thing. Yes. <laughs> that was on the newspaper because like those are the stories that are talked about and really important evidently in Pawnee. This is how <laughs> Pawnee, this is how exciting Pawnee is. Yeah, exactly. And then Anne also says um, like she thinks that Trish is kind of hot. And then she says like, would my hair look good like that? Like talking about like comparing herself to Trish. And I was like, that's weird. I'm glad yeah. we didn't see that. Yeah, I feel like she wouldn't necessarily do that. Mm-mm. Good choice to so, take that but out, anyway. probably. Uh, this, yeah, and yeah. we come to the end here where Tom is passing his keys out. Sleazy Tom! Mm-hmm. To everybody. Yes. And like, why? Like, oh my God. He's still married, Holly, and we still don't I know. I know. I was thinking that. That it's a fake I marriage. If he, if he has some sort of agreement with his wife now, because, like, at this point, it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And honestly, though, I will say, as skeezy as it is, this is a great tag. It's really funny. Like, I, like, I love that he says he's been robbed twice. That's so crazy. Yeah, I know. That line, like, it just is the perfect ending. I have been robbed mm-hmm. twice. But can you imagine if someone like just came up to you and gave you a key uh, to their house? I'd that be would creeped be so out. Weird. I would never oh go. God. Yeah, absolutely not. I would never go. Yeah. I would never. Yeah. You don't know the person well enough. You don't know what's happening. No, Ugh. no, 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 no. Um, but I was going to say, oh, I, f- I forgot this part. Um, I do think it's cute that Dave comes back and knows who the women in love yes, are. Yes. That really shows how mature and like how much he actually is really into him. And I'm also then proud of Leslie because then she's like, you know, she was going to do that before he found out right. who the people were. Like that line comes after she says, let's go out, you know, yeah. so she just needed some time to recalibrate. <laughs> Agreed. And I, I do think it's really cool that he came back and he knew all these people and he like he admits I did this to impress you. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I like that too. Well, that's all I have. That's it. Oh my god, <laughs> we are getting so good at these motherfucking podcasts. I know efficiency. <laughs> efficiency, y'all. Well, you guys, uh, we have a surprise for you next week, mm. and we will talk about that a little bit later. Actually, we won't talk about it. It's just going to be a straight up surprise. Yes. That's what I'm going to say. Um, but thank you for listening. Don't forget to um, subscribe to us if you haven't done that. Share it with somebody that would be interested. And don't forget, if you know any parks people or government people, send them my way or our way because I'd love to chat with them. Yeah. So, any questions, yeah. comments? You have a favorite line you wanted to share with us? You can always yeah, email us. Totally. Yeah, don't forget there's always... People have definitely been voting. I'm so happy yes. people are voting on the favorite line thing. Um, but also, like, don't forget that, that you can write in a vote, too. And I'll add it. I will make a new whole story for you. <laughs> 100%. Or at least I'll share it. I don't know. Yeah. So And tag you in it. Yes. Well, I hope everyone's staying safe. And um, hopefully you guys are in the process of getting your vaccines and all that good stuff. But regardless, we thank you for joining us. And we will see you or hear from you next week. Bye, guys. There's a park and some pals. And there's also therapy, too. Okay, so therapy. Yes. Um, what's going on, Maddie? Um, the biggest thing, I saw my mommy. Yay! god that video was so beautiful yes i got to uh, yeah it was it was amazing she had no idea um 
I did have to lie to my mom. I'm sorry, mom, because I was really Worth I it. was really afraid that she she was catching on. And I really thought about it. And I was like, I don't I don't lie to my mom. I did it once when I was a teenager and I regretted it forever. And I was like, I'm, I can never do this again. <laughs> and it was a dumb ass lie in in high school, too, because I was I was on mm-hmm. like three sports teams and in the orchestra. And I was just like over it. And I was over swim team. And so I told her I went to practice and I didn't. And she was there at practice and she knew I didn't go. <gasps> so that was the only time because I got in a shit ton of trouble for lying. And I was like, never again. But I was sitting there in my car one day and I was like this this is worth lying about it's not hurting anyone like this is gonna actually like I think make it better so I told her that I didn't I hadn't worked long enough at my job to qualify for the amount of P, like for PTO time and so I told her I couldn't see her until later but then when I showed up at the airport she was so so surprised like Yay. yeah it was awesome and um, we just we had a l- really good time. My brother and my mom and I, the three of us together, get along very well. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was just really nice. We we literally laid in bed for like three days and watched Criminal Minds. <laughs> oh, I love that. So yeah, it was just it was really nice. And um, my brother and I got some one on one time again. And you know, I t- you know we talked about him coming back here to live with us when he's done helping my mom pack up the house. So um, yeah. It's been good. Well, good. I'm so glad you got to see her. That's so exciting and perfect. Yeah. And did she? Did you say that she is like she has her vaccine or she's getting it or something? I can't remember. She, I think, is trying to get it when she's in Illinois. My stepdad Randy got his first vaccine, and so he's he's oh that's what yeah it was. he's waiting to get his second one. So hopefully that'll that'll spring forward the process of him getting to come back. Yes. Yeah. So okay, that's good. that's the hope. Well, and is she still like a, technically a resident of Illinois? Yeah, because I was going to say she should just get registered on the Illinois website if she hasn't already. And that way they can like inform her immediately, you know? Right. I just think it's a long, long wait on the Illinois list. I don't think it will be anymore, though, because they're supposed to. Yeah, they're supposed to like Tennessee for sure, which I thought was going to be um, what you call it, like one of the last ones. Everybody's supposed to be um, like get here in Tennessee. Anyway, they're supposed to be eligible until by April 6th and uh, I'm pretty positive every state is following suit where it's it might not be April 6th but it'll be soon like it's okay. like she should definitely get registered um, so that they can because they'll email you immediately when they have availability and then she can just immediately go on to the appointment website and get um, get signed up okay I'll have to tell her about that for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that'd be awesome yeah the only other thing is I'm tired I worked too yeah. much this week you know, I think I, it's really cool with my job because as long as I work 36 to 40 hours, I'm still hitting full time and um, I don't have to take time off. So last week I left on Friday to see my mom and I worked 39.7 hours in four days. So Damn. I didn't have to take any time off for that Friday. And then I was like, oh, so good. I'll just have to take Monday off. And then I ended up working 12 hours on Wednesday and 12 hours on Thursday and then like nine hours yesterday. So I'm going to hit my 40 hours again in four days. So I'm going to be able to not take Monday off either. So it's really cool because I didn't have to take any time off to have a four day weekend and see my mom, but I'm also really tired. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that's something that's going to last for a long time? Or do you think that's something like you're transitioning? You know what I mean? Or was it just because you were visiting? I think a lot, I think a lot of it was catch up from being gone. Um, there was some paperwork stuff that has been, um, 
kind of transferred over to me. And so I've been trying to catch up on all of that. And then um, I just had a couple families that, you know, I went there intending to be at their house for like an hour. And then they had a lot more stuff going on than I knew. And so Mm -hmm. I was there for three hours instead. Um, So it just, you know, which, which is fine. I just, I think I need to put boundaries on that for myself yeah, for how many nights how many nights a week I go to a house past five o'clock because that's yeah. kind of the issue. Well, and I know that this isn't ideal, but I know that my um my, one of my therapists like used to set a timer, but like not in front of me kind of thing. But like she knew mm-hmm. when the time was up, and then like we were very respectful of like you know that that's your time. Unfortunately, um, right. obviously that's not ideal. Like I said, because then like the client feels like they're just money. You know what I mean? Um, right, right. but you know, we have to figure out a way to somehow be like, well, I can't stay past this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's something I've got to kind of figure out for myself because as you know, I'm very bad at saying no. So yeah. if they're, they're talking to me about like serious stuff, I'm, I'm right. not going to, I'm I'm not somebody to be like, okay, well, I have like 10 more minutes to talk about this and then I need to go. I'm really right. bad at that. So I need to right. be better. Yeah. And it's not something where you're just having like a, you know, a random conversation with your friend who just keeps going on and on and on or a random person like this is right. you know, important, valuable things that you're discussing. So makes sense. Yeah, for sure. But I've, I've come to the, the decision that I am going to be um, looking for a therapist myself. <gasps> Yay! Um, yeah. So I am... I didn't really feel like I needed one when I was just doing neurologic music therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I had a pretty, I mean, I worked a lot of hours, but I, I felt like I had a pretty good handle on the emotional aspect of it. It was tiring, but you know, this is a whole nother level of stuff mm-hmm. that I'm dealing with here. Um, and my insomnia that I, it goes through spurts. And I talked to my mom about this when I was with her and she was like, well, I've, I've had that all my life too. It comes in waves. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so you probably got that from me. And I've tried melatonin and stuff like that. It doesn't help. But I get through these spurts of time where um, I'll get in bed at 10 and I'm not sleeping till four in the morning and then I'm getting up <sighs> at six. Um, God, it sucks. It's it's really crappy. And it's like I, I also feel really shitty about myself because I'm like, well, if I had known it was going to take me five hours to fall asleep, <laughs> like I could have been doing all this other stuff, mm. you know. So it's, but they yeah. do say, do you feel like you're, do you feel like you're stressed that whole five hours or do you feel like you're getting some sort of sense of like rest too, like by closing your eyes? Half the time I can't even, like if I close my eyes, like I'm not falling asleep. So a lot of times I just have my eyes open until I can, mm-hmm. until I can try. And I've been um, trying to, I think I told you about this. I've been reading a lot more mm. and they're yeah. just that like, I haven't been reading anything like super substantial, just Stuff that yeah. kind of gets gets my head out. So it's like mm-hmm. these really, they're really cheesy little romance novels. And I read them because I was telling my mom this. They take me away from everything else. It's the only mm-hmm. activity I can do in my life where I'm not doing something else. Because if I'm, if I'm watching a TV show, I'm often doing paperwork or I am um, playing Sudoku or I'm writing my journal. I'm mm-hmm. very, very bad at doing one thing at a time. Yeah. And reading is the only thing I can do that it's the one, the only thing you can be doing. Right. And it you makes your eyes physically tired too. Right. Right. So I've been doing that and, um, yeah. And, and it, sometimes it helps me fall asleep, but sometimes it's, it doesn't. And so I have to try to put it away because I'm like, this is just keeping me up at this point. And then I put it away and then I still can't fall asleep. So, yeah. Um, I think if I have a therapist where I can kind of lay everything out on, on a, you know, 
on a plate to this person and they can help me kind of think through things, then I might have an easier time falling asleep. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's good. I think I, you know, I love therapy. Um, mm-hmm. I also, um, have you tried CBD yet? No, I haven't. You need to try CBD. Oh okay. my God. Best sleep I've ever had in my entire life. Um, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, and you, like you can do it however you want to. There's CBD like gummies. There's CBD like drops that you can put in tea or whatever the hell or just mm-hmm. put it under your tongue. Um, it's really helpful, I feel. But the other thing I find that's helpful is... Um, uh, that app uh, that I sometimes I try to do the free one, but like I don't think that there's enough in on the free one. So and I just haven't brought myself to buy it. But when I have used it, like I I think I did the free trial or something at one point. Um, it's called Headspace, um, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard of. But it's like a meditation app, and they have all different kinds of meditation. They have like meditation for sleep, meditation for anxiety, meditation for like if you have a big meeting or something. You know, it's all these right. different kinds. Uh, and I like am so shocked. Uh. At, I've been trying really hard to do like one minute of like reflection and by reflection I just mean like sitting still and kind of closing my eyes for and like literally I count to 60 that's like all I can do at this point but like yeah. it, it's wild like how it kind of reframes your mindset but like anyway so I recommend CBD or that or some app maybe even YouTube has some free ones um, but I do think that therapy like might get to the core root of it too and give you some tools right yeah, I think that'll. But it sounds like also you're in a transition too, Maddie. You know what I mean? Like you got to yeah. give yourself some grace to like, you know, really get into that uh, routine of this new job and this new position and new responsibilities. And you're learning a lot as you're going too. So it's a lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I know that it's one of our hardest things to give ourselves grace. So I get it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm also just, like I said, really bad at saying no. So I have mm-hmm. like 15 things on my plate at one time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. So. I understand that. But what's been going on with you? Well, I don't know. This week slash last couple of weeks have been, I don't know, hard. Um, mm. They, I feel like I'm not alone in this sense. Uh, I talked to my therapist about it and uh, which again, so I'm a pro- huge proponent of therapy. <laughs> yes. Um, but last week, I think, I don't know if I was talking to you about it, but whatever. Last week I was really, I was just finding myself frustrated at every little fucking thing. I was like, I don't Mm. know why. And like a part of that was, um, like hormonal things. Like I was on my period. Sure. But like, it was deeper than that. Usually with hormones, I'm like, Oh, I know this is irrational or not even irrational. This is just, it's not irrational at all. It's just like, I know this is how I'm feeling and it'll end. It's not irrational. I take that back and I'm sorry to all my feminist gals. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but no, uh, then after I was off my period, I was still feeling the same way. So my instinct was right that like something's going on. And truthfully, I think it is um, the pandemic being almost over. I think that I am putting a lot of pressure on myself to get back into music, get back into acting, get back into mm-hmm. whatever normal means to me or you or whoever. Um, and I think I was kind of like doing some digging on it. And I, it's interesting because the more I'm in therapy, the more self-aware I am. So like when I'm right. self-aware, I dig deeper and I really like try to reflect as to like why I feel the way that I do, which I, and so I think that's helping because like, otherwise I normally, I would just like feel those feelings and be like, Oh, that sucks. And then like be mad Mm. about it for a long time. But now I'm like, why is this? And I think that honestly, I just feel like I am so used to, or I'm just tired of used to slash tired of number one, adjusting my expectations for kind of like everything in the world. As far as like, well, we thought we were going to have the vaccine by this time. We thought it was going to be over by that time whatever. I've been used to being hopeless 
that it's mm-hmm. hard to have or see that there can be hope in, moving forward. Right. And I know that that's like, you know, I know on a intellectual level that, you know, we're going to get back to where we were or not back to where we were. I don't think we'll ever get back to where we were because it's just like times have changed. I think we'll, we'll adjust and we'll, you know, as humans, we'll get to where we need to be. But I think that I have just been putting a lot of pressure on myself to be like, okay, well you need to get your, your game up or whatever. And so, and then I also, what's even deeper. And I think what so it's the hope thing is what started it, but I did some musical theater videos, which I'm so excited about. They will be released um, probably next month or like once a month for the next three months because I did three. Yay. So that was really fun um, and I was really happy about it, but um, I wasn't as like fulfilled as I thought I would be after doing them. Mm. And I was like, well, that's new. Um, like what? And so I think, and again, digging deeper a little bit, I was like, well, I feel like, in my head, it's almost like I should be fulfilled with it. So like I'm getting right. mad at myself for not being fulfilled with it. And I'm like, but that's not what we are. That's not how we approach things anymore, <laughs> you know, or like I right. don't want to approach things like that. And so I think that sparked a little thing of me where I was like, well, this does make me happy, but I don't think it's all of me anymore. Mm. And um, then I was like doing Noom and stuff. Again, this is just like all my stream of consciousness. But as I was journaling about it, I was doing my Noom like weight loss stuff. And like they always ask you and and when you work out, like what's your why? Why are you really doing this? And all of my stuff mm. has been very surfacy. Like, you know, I want to feel confident in a bikini or I want to like fit into clothes. And like that's all stuff that I feel could like if I just looked at myself differently, I could do like, I can be in a bikini right the fuck now. And like, I would be hot. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that that's not a good why for me to keep pushing. Do you know? And so I was like, what is my why? And so as I was like, journaling about it I was like I want to live longer okay but like why do you want to live longer and then I was like I want to travel and then I was like wait why do you want to travel and I was like oh fuck it's been I kind of came to like a realization of like the reason why I want to be healthy is because I want to be able to see all this world has to offer and I want to like go on that five mile hike to this like beautiful fucking summit in wherever the hell you know universe and not have to worry about a walker or a wheelchair or like you know having to take medicine because I have a disease or something or like whatever and I'm not saying it's bad to do those things because it's possible but I want to be able to be like you know 65 70 and be able to like not have to think about like can I handle this you know what I mean and also like I 100% I'm definitely I don't know if I'm ever going to have kids, but I know friends of mine will have kids and I know that I want to be able to play with them and like run around with them and Mm -hmm. like keep up and stuff like that. So uh, and that sounds kind of like, you know, um, common because a lot of like people talk about that. Like I want to be able to have the energy to go around and stuff like that um, with, you know, the young people kids and shit like that but it's it's also the travel thing is really a big deal for me because that was some like we're starting to plan some trips for the summer and uh I was so excited planning all this so I was like okay this is like it's because I'm a little antsy almost you know what I mean and I think Mm -hmm. everybody's feeling that way and so that's why I was frustrated because I was like so if we're able to get out there we're going to have like the world is going to have to decide what they want to do and what they don't have time for. Because I think before this, we were doing things that we did not um, 
have like they didn't serve us and so we were just saying yes Mm -hmm. yes yes just like you were talking about and so my therapist and I were just like especially with music my therapist was like well you just should probably just say yes to the things that you want to do like don't push yourself to go perform at a bar when it opens just because it's there you know what I mean like right and so that's definitely something I've been doing though like I don't have any grace with myself where I'm just like you have to ease back into this like not just music but like the world but especially music where you're like you should mm-hmm. be out performing because it's open. You should be out singing and like because it's, you know, that kind of thing. So I feel better about it now after having talked to, um, you know, therapy and also having talked to my mom and my sister. Um, and, you know, hopefully student loans will be done. So that's another thing that's been weighing on me. Um, just trying to take that in stride. I have enough. We have to remind ourselves like we have enough to eat and to ha- like have a house or right. have an apartment. We have our basic whatever. needs. So, we have our basic needs fucking met. So like stop putting so much pressure on yourself to do so much more. Right. Like we were meant to do more than just pay bills and lose weight. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that whole thing of like realizing that music might not be all of me anymore. And it's something that gives me a spark. It reminded me of that um, that movie Soul where they're like, yeah. yeah, your spark is part of you, but it's not all of you. And right. I think I'm finally seeing that like now in my later years. Well, not later years, my mid years, I guess, <laughs> where, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm finally starting to see that like just because I don't do it all of the time doesn't mean that it's not a big deal. But that's not all of who I am. Right. You know? Yeah. And that was that's that's a scary thing because then you're like, well, what am I? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's where I've been these past two weeks. And it's just a transition. Yeah, it is. It takes time. We'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So if any of you guys are feeling this way, um, we would love to hear from you. But that's pretty much all that I have to say. Um, Was there anything else that you have left in you? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm good. Okay. I'm really proud of you, though, for working so hard and like doing so many things. And I hope that you take that to heart, too. Like, really think about what you like want to do. This time I'm talking to Maddie. I mean, yes, audience, you too. But (laughs) (laughs) I really want like you to know that you're really cool and awesome and intelligent and smart and beautiful. And I just want you to say yes to the things that like serve you, you know? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll keep that in mind. The next time I'm like, I'm going to be like, Holly told me to make sure. That it's serving me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to fill your cup too so you can fill others. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's it, you guys. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Thanks for joining us. Um, we'll see you next week. We hope that you have an amazing time with your weeks ahead. Uh, if you are in the southern states like I am, please be careful with the tornadoes and the storms that are happening. Mm-hmm. And oh, also read The Feminine Mystique by Betty Friedan. We love her. It was all about, oh my God, I can't even, that was going to, that's going to be a whole other podcast. Just read the book. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, you guys. Bye. There's a park and some pals and there's also therapy too.